Hello Red Shirts and welcome to another episode of Follow Me and Die. I'm your host Larry Hamilton and today I share the action from this past Sunday's AD&D game on Roll20 where my players went for more Ettons. As I mentioned in episode 178 when they investigated tales of a two-headed giant and found one, they suspected that there were more as they heard something and actually more than one something, coming down the trail after they finally dropped the Etten they did find. To prepare the various Etten encounters, or that is the chance for the encounter with one or more Ettens, I knew how quickly the party before we went on hiatus had defeated a group of hill giants and with the hill giants i rolled their hit points and they were average hit points and they managed to blow through them fairly quickly so for the ettons i didn't have as many ettons as i did hill giants and i wanted it to be a challenge when the party encountered them if they decided to fight and so i gave the Ettons maximum hit points. Now it wasn't by the book hit points for all the Ettons but I used my own little logic on that and I assumed sexual dimorphism where the males are bigger than the females and so the males had by the book maximum hit points which is 80 because they're 10 hit die creatures and monster hit die are eight-sided and so I gave the females 70 hit points. Still a lot more than average. Average would be 45. My thinking was this would allow the players to take more than a couple rounds to take them down. Because it's no fun as a game master, or I think the players, to come up against a tough monster that should be a real challenge and to just have the fight over in a couple of rounds. The logic of that proved correct because when they dealt with the first Etten, they didn't stick to their plan and it took them a long time to bring that thing down. So the party made preparations to go back to the trail where they met the first Etten and follow it to where they assume they will find more Ettons. And along the way they found some stray cows and the monk being high enough level was able to talk to the cows with speak with animals ability and he talked about taking them home and the cows were excited for oats. And so the monk and the three cows followed the trail that the Ettons had made in the trees and the rest of the party flanked either side of the trail and they got the cows to moo and the monk shouted and they stopped at the fork in the trail that to the left was obviously more well traveled by the Ettons and they figured maybe that's where they're going to come from and to the right was less well traveled but still a trail the Ettons had used and eventually they attracted two Ettons, a male and a female, obviously a mated pair, the way they were arguing with each other, and the party won initiative, and they did some damage, and they flung some spells, and I think the whole combat was over in like five rounds. It didn't take very long, but what was hilarious is two different spellcasters attempted to cast light into the eyes of the male, and it made both its saves, and then the wizard, on two different rounds, tried to shrink the Etten, and it made both of those saves. So magic wasn't doing any good against the male, 
And then the druid cast Insect Swarm on the female. And the thing about that spell, there's no save. So the female was taking two hit points around, which wasn't much, but was limited to only squat at the insects. And there's two rangers, and unlike the fight with the single Etten, each ranger charged into melee range and took on a different target. The one was on a heavy warhorse with a lance and skewered the female for a solid hit, and the other had been enlarged by the wizard, and it gave him ogre strength. And I ruled previously when they fought the uh, hill giants that when and other times they fought things where they were enlarged, that depending on how big it makes you, if you're as big as a like creature, you'll have its strength. And so they're about as big as ogres when they're enlarged. And the male Etten hit the enlarged ranger and gave him a severe blow. And then the gnome illusionist cast an illusion that was being outdoors, 70 by 70, so it's 70 yards by 70 yards, and that would be uh, one dwarf per yard, so 70 dwarves by 70 dwarves, there's a crap 490 dwarves. You got a battalion of dwarves. The male dwarf again, or the male Etten again, made his save and disbelieved, but the female did not. And so the female was quickly brought down by the uh, minor effect of the swarm keeping it from acting against the illusion and the illusion and then the mounted ranger took down the female Etten. The other Etten got knocked down to like five hit points and he failed his morale check and decided to flee and as he fled nearly everybody hit him with something and they cut him down. So then they healed up with cure light wounds and they had healing elixir and the ranger that had been smacked by the Etten drank two of them and in my game these healing elixirs are not magical they're made by alchemists and they're basically like a red bull with healing properties and so they work same as a healing potion for a d8 of restoring hit points but then in a d6 turns you fall exhausted for 2d6 turns and you can't do anything other than eat and go to the bathroom until you get a night's sleep. They overlapped in such that it ended up not mattering. You have to be careful when you take those potions because you want to make sure you win the fight before the exhaustion kicks in because then you can't defend yourself. So they go into the lair. They found the lead female who was the uh, mate of the first Etten they dealt with last session and she was hiding around a corner. Oh and before I get into that this was the first map I'd used in my campaign that had advanced dynamic lighting and uh, or dynamic lighting and advanced fog of war and roll 20 was under such a load that the map wouldn't even work right it locked up my system so i had to disable both features to get the map to work so i was a little disappointed that i'd spent all the time laying out the dynamic lighting and then i couldn't even use it they uh, get attacked by the etten from around a corner and the two rangers come up on it, the monk comes up on it, and the others with reach weapons and any spellcaster that had a spell that would be of use in the fight attempted that. And then they took it down in 
I don't know, three rounds or something like that because there was only one of them and they were all whacking on it. And the uh, ranger got a severe second beating and the monk got knocked down. Uh, but they took it out and then they searched the lair and found under a rock because they had still an enlarged ranger managed to roll it out of the way and found where they'd stashed some gold gems and a fancy necklace and so they decided to rest up because it was after dark the they rest up they relearn spells they heal up a little bit the druid after their discussion about well you kill the big monsters and then something else moves in to fill the power vacuum and they mused about what about the hill giants they fought several sessions back and then with the Ettons, so the druid used stone shape to try to seal up the entrance to the cave and couldn't quite cover the whole entrance but covered the lower portions and it's only like an inch thick but that'll stop most things from getting in there that would uh, easily set up home in the former Etten lair once other things realize the Ettons are not there anymore and then they gathered up the least damaged from battle, the one that fell to the uh, illusion of the dwarves, plopped it on their wagon and took the heads of the others and prepared to go back to town. And uh, that's when we ended the session. And I rolled a random encounter, which I have yet to decide what that is. So we'll see how that goes. It may be minor encounter uh, or it could be a big deal encounter. We'll see because it's random. Now I had some other things planned for these Ettons to be able to do, but the players had a well-executed plan. They rolled well. As usual, I rolled poorly, and because they stuck to their plan, it foiled my efforts to make the encounter even more challenging had I got to do something. And well, when you kill the creatures or keep them occupied so they can't do other things it doesn't happen so I'm not gonna mention what this other stuff was because the players you never know they might listen to my podcast and I've got ideas to make encounters at least more challenging and some of my encounters and locations have some surprises in store and I'll share those once the party encounters them because I don't want to spoil a surprise and for me, I know the cleric and magic user spells fairly well from years of playing a cleric magic user. But the illusionist and druid spells, I don't know all of the effects and like the insect swarm, there's no save. Stuff like that makes it a challenge to come up with encounters that are truly interesting and challenging for the players. I don't want to memorize what all the spells in all the different classes repertoires can do or how I might use them if I were a player, but instead I'll change up the toughness, the tactics, and the abilities of the monsters. And I wanna be sure to pre-plan the encounters and avoid this whole quantum ogre problem, and I'll have a link to what I mean by quantum ogre if you don't know what that is. It's basically where you block player agency to get the outcome the game master wants instead of the outcome settled by the role play and the dice. And I've got lots of ideas, but I don't want to give them away. Instead, I'd love to hear how you've upped your game as a game master to provide challenging encounters for your players as they advance in level. Because I know I can do it, but the planning and roll of the dice and initiative and surprise all 
comes into play here, and if the players win initiative, they should get the benefit of that. If they don't win initiative, they should feel the full effects of the Game Master's plan. And several of them have seen me in action as various types of player and know that I know how to make certain things happen in game when I get a chance to be able to do that. And uh, they're probably wise to fear me turning that around as a Game Master to do similar things. So call in and share your stories about your plans bearing fruit or being thwarted by your players and what you've done to ensure a challenge. I hope again that you continue to do well, that you're getting along with those you live with, and if you live alone I hope you're able to connect with the rest of the world online. I hope you're well and safe, sheltered and fed, and in good spirits. And until next time, game on. Die is an old-school RPG podcast. I share my experiences and ideas about role-playing games that all started with the Holmes Blue Box Basic Dungeons & Dragons over 40 years ago. I've played lots of role-playing games that were new in the late 70s through the mid-80s, and some of those I still like to play, especially Dungeons & Dragons. But there's more than older role-playing games out there. I share ideas that will fit into any game or genre. So check out my podcast. I'm always looking for a few good minions. Let's do what Grubba says.